Hello and welcome to The Grove Zone. You have tuned into the podcast of the Union Grove Missionary Baptist Church of Warner Robins, Georgia. At Union Grove, we are learning, serving, giving, and connecting under the leadership of our senior pastor, Dr. David Anthony Clark, Sr. For more information on Union Grove, find us on the web at www.thegrovewr.org. And now, here's a word from the Lord. All right, Ephesians 5:18. Let's read it together. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Amen. I want to talk today as we focus this month on canceling addiction. I want to talk today from the thought under the influence. Under the influence. Under under the influence. Under the influence. Under the influence. Kabi Lame. Kabi Lame is a 22-year-old Senegalese, Senegalese young man living in Italy. Just a couple years ago, he was a factory worker, unemployed factory worker living in Italy. But now his videos where he silently shows the simplicity of what some people make rather complicated are the most watched videos on TikTok. With over 143 million followers, he is the most followed TikToker and has another 78 million followers on Instagram. As of October of last year, eight of the 25 most liked videos on TikTok belonged to Kabi. Kabi is known as an influencer, an influencer. Because of his influence, he has entered a multi-year agreement with Hugo Boss and Binance. Binance is the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange. Kabi is an influencer, a social media influencer. He, he is someone who has established credibility in a specific industry, has access to a huge audience, and can persuade or influence others to act, to buy, uh, to, to, to purchase based on their recommendation or simply because they're wearing it, they're drinking it, they're using it. Some of the most, influ- some of the most influential people on social media are people who are influencing others to buy makeup, cosmetics, and certain types of clothing. Um, they're influencers. They're influencers. They can, they can persuade what other people will buy, what other people will wear, what other people will put on their face, what other people will eat and drink. They're, they're influencers. They have the power to affect the purchasing decisions of others because of his or her authority, knowledge, position, or relationship with his or her audience. Brands love, they love social media influencers because they can create trends. They can make something hot. They can, they can make something poppin'. They can create friends and encourage their followers to buy products they promote. They can, they can make an awful lot of money doing it too. Paul exhorted the Ephesians to dismiss the intoxicating influence of alcohol. He wanted the Ephesians to be under the influence, the persuasion, the control of the Holy Ghost. So he exhorted them with the words, be not drunk with wine, 
wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. The New Living Translation puts the same verse in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Intoxication is the condition of having physical or mental control markedly diminished by the effects of alcohol or drugs. Intoxication can impact some of everything. It can, it, it can impact your speech. It can impact what you say. It can impact how you talk. Uh, it can, it can, from what I heard, from what I, from what I heard, it can, it can make your speech slurred. Some people would make you think, you, you'd be led to believe you can make you say the wrong chapter in church on Sunday, but that ain't drunkenness. <laughs> Amen. It, it'll affect your, it can, it'll affect your speech. It'll make you say things that you otherwise would not say if you were sober. Who else besides me did that kind of stuff? Yeah, Clark, you might not have realized it. You said it. I ain't say that. You said it. It'll make you do some dumb stuff that you would not do if you were sober. My wife loves to tell the story. When I got, I got so drunk, turning 21, so drunk, that we had already drank, you would think we drank as much as we could drink. We went and got some more drink. So they bring bottles of beer, handed me a beer, I dropped it. We out in the street, handed me a bottle of beer. I dropped the beer, I dropped the bottle. Hand me another one, man. I'm, uh, hand me, they hand me another bottle. I dropped it. Somebody hollered, that's alcohol abuse. You can't abuse alcohol. We dropped to our knees and began to lick the beer off the street. That's drunk. That's drunk. We had just gotten married. We had just gotten married. I woke up the next morning and I saw her walking around. I'm like, what'd I do? <laughs> she put that hand on her hip and she told me. I was like, what? That's drunk. Yeah. Just in case this is my last sermon. For something I did, what, 24 years, 34 years ago. Uh, intoxication can impact your speech. How you speak, what you say. It can, make, it, can, it can affect the way you walk. You ever seen somebody staggering and you want, okay, now. Something ain't right. It can, make, it can, affect, the way, it can affect the way you walk. It can affect your response time, how you respond, how you react to things. It can slow you down. Don't want to be drunk. This month we're canceling addiction to anything that obstructs being filled with the spirit of God. Stuff like what Paul mentioned, alcohol. Alcohol. Stuff like marijuana. I know some of you were in love with Mary Jane. Some of y'all might still be in love with Mary Jane. Marijuana, not only in the form of blunts, but even, even when, the, when the marijuana is little candies. They got little candies. Watch your kids. Some of those gummy bears ain't really gummy bears. They're them other kind of gummy bears. Get them high. Yeah. Not only alcohol, marijuana, but cocaine, heroin, painkillers, crack cocaine, meth. Being addicted to pornography, social media, food, 
We want to cancel addiction. Even being addicted to applause. Being addicted to applause. I wonder, I wonder if some of us are addicted to ourselves. All about you. All about what you want. All about how you should be treated. All about what you deserve. All about what you feel like you're entitled to. Got to be the center of attention. Got to have the last word. Addicted to you. I wonder if some of us can be addicted to ourselves. I'm, I'm mindful of the, of the one line in James Weldon Johnson's Lift Every Voice and Sing. Because we can be addicted with the wine of the world. The line goes, or the, the verse goes, God, God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, thou who has brought us thus far on the way, thou who has by thy might led us into the light. Keep us forever in the path, we pray. Why? Lest our feet stray from the places, our God where we met thee. Here it is. Lest our hearts drunk with the wine of the world, we forget thee. Forget thee. Drunk with the wine of the world. I wonder how many of us, we were all in tune with God while we were struggling and on the come up. And then when God blessed you, you, you drunk with the wine of your own success. Drunk, drunk with the, with the Patron of your own, your own position. Drunk, drunk with the noir of your own notoriety. Paul exhorted the Ephesians to dismiss the intoxicating influence of alcohol. He wanted them to be under the influence, persuasion, and control of the Holy Ghost. So he exhorted them with these words, don't be drunk with wine. Because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. I've come to exhort you to do something very simple today. Make the Holy Ghost your divine influencer. Make, make the Holy Ghost your divine influencer. I, I pray that he influences what we do, how we speak, how we walk, how we react, how we respond, whether or not we respond. I pray that, that we're influenced by the Holy Ghost because we need to be influenced by what's holy, what's good. What's divine, what's, what's full of love, what's immersed in mercy and compelled by compassion and eternal. We, we need to be influenced by the Holy Ghost. He transformed the chaos of creation and brought about order and beauty as he did, uh, as he did what he did during the creation event. Check this out. Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. The Holy Ghost can move and influence beauty, bring beauty out of, out of chaos. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. He can move upon a chaotic scene, a chaotic situation, and bring order and beauty out of what's chaotic and ugly. We need the Holy Ghost. We need his influence in our lives. The good news is Jesus promised his disciples the infusion and influence of the Holy Ghost. Look at John chapter 14. John 14 verses 15 to 17. Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. 
He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because, allow me if you will, it ain't looking for him. And doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. The spirit of the living God lives in the believer, lives, he walks with the believer, but he lives, he infuses us to influence us. He infuses us to influence us. We need him. We desperately need his infusion and influence in the earth. We desperately need his infusion and influence in the church, in our lives, in our communities, because there are other influencers in the world. There are other influences. I want you to look at this. Look at Ephesians 6 and 12. I want you to look at it. I know you know, already know what it says. Look at Ephesians 6 and 12. There are other influencers in the world. Influencing how, how people behave. What people, how people deal with stress. How people entertain and pleasure themselves. How, how people respond when they're, anger, when they're angry and when they're jealous. We, 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 we have to understand there are other influencers in the world. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. Do y'all have it? For we fight, we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. We got different versions, it's all good. Against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. There are other influencers. Influencing what happens in government, what happens in education, what happens in law enforcement, what happens in the, in the judicial system, what happens in the economy. There are other influencers. There are evil, demonic influences in our lives, our minds, our direction, our storms, our fears, our families, our finances, our ministries, our unborn babies, our guns, what our, what our children can or cannot learn in school. But the Holy Ghost, he abides in us to influence us. Look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. I want you to see this with your own eyes, in your own spirit. 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. 1 John chapter 4, verse number 4. Amen. 1 John chapter 4, beginning at verse 4. And I do believe I have the chapter and verse correct on this one, I think. If not, we'll fix it. 1 John 4 and 4. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world, influencing the world, right? Those people belong to this world, so they speak from the world's viewpoint, and the world listens to them, but we belong to God, and those who know God listen to us. If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. That is how we know if someone has a spirit of truth. Or the spirit of deception. There is a spirit in this world influencing what goes against the kingdom of God. It's, there's a spirit. There are spirits in this world that influence and inspire educational systems, judicial systems. They, 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 they infuse systems. Are y'all with me? We need, we need the divine influence of the spirit of God because all the other influencers, desire, all the other influences, desires, and struggles that we bring to the table. We need God to help us with our own, with our own internal issues and struggles. Amen. So we, we, we live in a world that's already dominated by the, by the power of the air, by the, by, the, by the powers of darkness. We represent the kingdom of God, the kingdom of light. 
We have to, we have to be different from them. We're, we are opposite from them. We, 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 we don't yoke up with them. We, we're, not, we're not like them. And what's happening is there's, it's coming to a point where it's hard to determine the difference between what's sacred and what's profane. This sounds old school. I know it sounds old school, but y'all, there is a difference between what's sacred and what's profane. There's a line between what is sacred and what is profane. We need the Spirit's influence, the Holy Ghost's influence, so that we can be what God has called us to be in the earth. And besides, all of us have come to the table with other influences. You ever see children and you, what we're seeing, we're seeing some young children, some young people, and we can see that they have no guidance. And it's so prevalent. No home training. How many, of y'all, how many of us grew up with some home training? Oh, yeah, you had rules. One just, one just gonna say any old thing. One gonna just wear any old thing. One gonna just go anywhere. You had to get some permission. <laughs> Amen. One bringing anybody up in your house. You had to get permission. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You at the door. Hold, wait, don't wait. Let me. Let me. Check with my mama, make sure it's all right. Even with the friends you knew. Hold on, let me check, make sure it's all right with my mama. Yeah, had some home training. But now there's so many, so many young people with no home training. No training whatsoever. The streets trained them. Amen. The world trained them. That's why they resort to violence when they get so angry. Violence over nothing. It's too many of our young people, too many of our people losing their lives over nothing. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Yeah, we, we are called to be, to be different, to be infused and influenced by what's holy, what's divine, what's good, what's of God. But if the truth is told, you may have never licked beer off the street, but you did some stuff. Look down your nose, look down your mask at me all you want. You did some stuff until Jesus got a hold of you. Oh, and if the truth, if the real truth is really told, you've done some stuff since Jesus. Come on and talk to me. I'm just asking if I can get three real folk done some stuff since Jesus. Post-baptism. Yeah. Done some stuff since then. So, but the good news is the Spirit of God helps us with our struggles. I want you to see this with your own eyes. Go to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. I'm going to start at verse 19. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19. I pray this encourages anyone here, anyone streaming, who's struggling to the point where you you're about to give up on yourself. You're about to give up on trying to live right. You're about to give up on trying to live holy. You, you, you're on the verge of feeling like, I, I just can't do it. Church, church ain't for me. I, 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 wanna, I, I pray that the spirit of the living God convicts and convinces someone who's on the verge of giving up on your growth, giving up on your potential. I, I pray that before you walk out of here today that you say to yourself, I can keep growing. And I'm not by myself. I'm not, I'm not left without resources. Go to Galatians 5.19. Do you have it? Galatians 5.19. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature that you brought into your relationship with Christ. That all of us brought into our relationship with Christ. All of us brought baggage. 
from our sinful nature. The results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, self, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I've told you before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Here's what the spirit of God uh, produces when he influences our lives. Here's, here's what the Spirit of God produces in the person that he in, in, infuses and influences. Verse 22, Galatians chapter 5. But the Holy Spirit produces the kind of fruit in our life, this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And anybody struggling with any of that said, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. There's no law against these things. We have... We have the Holy Ghost to help us, to help us, to help us with our struggles, to help us with our struggles. That's why Paul, that's why Paul said in the same chapter, Galatians 5, back up to verse 16. That's why he says what he says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. Paul recognizes the struggle. That's why he says it's in Galatians, same chapter, just back up to verse 16. So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Let the Holy Spirit influence what you say, influence what you do, influence how you respond, influence how you, how you handle that. Let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants to do. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. I know that's right, Paul. Help me today. <laughs> Paul ain't helping none of y'all, but he's helping me today. These two forces are constantly fighting each other unless they're a preacher. These two forces are constantly fighting each other unless they're a deacon. These two forces are constantly fighting each other unless you're a golden achiever. How many folk over 60 still struggling with some stuff? Still struggling. Listen. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Holy Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. Amen. 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 We, we need his influence. The world, the earth, needs the influence of the Holy Ghost, needs a people who are infused with and influenced by the spirit of who is divine, eternal, true, for real, holy, good. We need the Holy Ghost. What, what makes it complicated for me, what makes it complicated for me is in his influencing our lives, the believer's life, the worshiper's life, how, how would we respond to or step, how would we respond to the real issues in our lives, the real issues of our day? It's one spirit. Ephesians 4 talks about one spirit, one baptism. He, he's one spirit, but and I understand he's about diversity, but how, how does his influence 
impact what we stand for, what we stand against. Here's what I mean. In the Holy Ghost influencing our lives, will he influence us to be pro-life or pro-choice? If you're pro-life, is everyone pro-choice demonic? If you're pro-choice, is everyone pro-life embracing some self-righteous demonic position? How, how, how would the Holy Ghost influence us when it comes to same-sex marriage? If you're, if you're for same-sex marriage, are you being led by the devil? If you're against same-sex marriage, are you a self-righteous, right, conservative, right-leaning, insensitive person filled with hate? I'm asking these questions because, and like I said last week, there are well-believing, Jesus-loving, well-meaning believers, not only on opposite sides of the fence, but attacking folk who ain't on the same, same side of the fence they own. Amen. Would the Holy Ghost lead us in choosing our own genders and pronouns? Or would he look us in the eye and boldly tell us, you are a boy, and look at somebody else, you are a girl? How you feel is what would the Spirit of God look at somebody and tell them, despite how you feel, you're a boy. And whether you want to be one, you're a girl. Amen. Would the Holy Ghost be for or against critical race theory being taught in schools? Would, would the Holy Ghost refer to the enslavement of African Americans or Africans in America as slavery or involuntary relocation? Let's bring them to church real quick. Would the Holy Ghost, would the Holy Ghost influence Christians to be of the same denomination? Would he influence all of us to be Baptists? If so, which one? Southern Baptists? Missionary Baptists? Primitive Baptists? Free Will Baptists? Pentecostal Free Will Baptists? Seventh-day Baptists? American Baptists? Or would he, would he, would he say everybody's supposed to be Methodist? Are we, suppose, are we supposed to sprinkle folk and leave immersion optional? Then if we, if we resort to Methodist, Methodism, are we going to be United Methodist, African Methodist, Christian Methodist Episcopal, African Methodist Episcopal, African Methodist Episcopal Zion? Or maybe, maybe, maybe he'd have all of us Pentecostal. Which one? Assembly of God, Church of God, Church of God in Christ. True church of God in Christ. This is a pertinent issue to deal with. Because the Holy Ghost infuses us and influences us so that we build a divine, supernaturally endowed, holy community. Amen. 
And I believe that you can be infused and influenced with the Holy Ghost, infused with and influenced by the Holy Ghost and have a different opinion. I find it intriguing, Evangelist Newsom, I find it intriguing that the spirit of God's influence, he seems to impose limits on himself. Now, I disagree with folk who say, because he's a gentleman, I, I can show you scripture where he ain't so gentle, where he imposes himself. Knocking somebody off a beast ain't so gentle. Blinding them for three days. I don't see what's so gentlemanly about that. But he imposes limits on himself as to how far he may go to influence an individual. So what I'm saying is you can be infused with, influenced by the spirit of the living God, but you still have a, you still have your intellect and you still have a personality. How much of that he gets is up to you. Amen. The spirit of God can lead you to a church. He can lead you to join a certain ministry. He can lead you to move from one city to another. But I've shared this in the past and it's kind of funny, but it's, it's serious. But he didn't lead you to, I don't, I don't think he did now, as to which, which pair of underwear to pull out the drawer today. I don't think you stood at your dresser praying, God, which pair? Just lead me, Lord. Just tell. I don't think he. I don't. I don't. I don't know if he. He don't. He don't talk to me like that now. I mean. All of you who put socks on today. All of you put socks. I don't think he led you to which pair of socks. Uh, I think everybody here is wearing shoes. If if not, I mean it's cool if you're not. Uh, be comfortable. Make yourself at home. <laughs> but I don't think you were putting your shoes on, waiting for the Holy Ghost to tell you which shoe to put on first. Put the left one on, my child. Put the left one on first. I don't think he, So I'm saying there are limits. There, there's a certain... There's some stuff he leaves up to our intellect and our, and our personality. Can we, can, can we agree on that for the most part? How, how, how much does he limit himself? Has he limited himself and said, I'm not going to make everybody Baptist or Methodist. Or Pentecostal. I wonder if he left, if he, if he le deliberately left denominations, man-made, up to us. Now granted, some of them, some, a, a lot of them uh, uh, were formed because of all kind of stuff, right? Where you may have two, two people disagree on a doctrine or, or fall out with one another over, over anything. And so they go form their own. Some of it, some of it is racial based, right? Azusa Street, early 20th century, the spirit of God falls. And there are people, black people, white people at the altar praying together, being filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues together. But out of that come a split between what? Assembly of God, church of God and church of God in Christ. So some of it is race. I, I can't follow him. We going to go start our own. But yet and still. The spirit of God moves in it, blesses it, saves through it, edifies through it, changes the world through it. The point I'm trying to make is that we are to be infused with and influenced by the Holy Ghost. My question is, okay, when that happens, how far does he go? Does he influence our position on the real issues of our day? Will he make me pro-life? Will he make me pro-choice? Will he, will he make me for K 
capital punishment? Will he make me against capital punishment? Are, are we together? And I, I'm t- today, as I shared with you last week, I, a number of my views, they're, they're under development. And maybe I ought to stop telling y'all stuff that I, that's still under development, but amen. We together, we, this is how we're going to do it. I'm concerned because if, if all of us, or rather if, if, if none of us can say the Holy Ghost told me, Thus and so. I think we need to be careful how we label and how we talk about folk who have a different perspective than what we have. I think you need to be careful. There's two things I want to really hit hard and heavy today. Um, tell you what, let me go here first. Go to 1 Corinthians 14. 1 Corinthians 14. God help me today. 1 Corinthians 14. I I want to encourage you with what Paul fed and encouraged the Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians 14. Very important. 1 Corinthians 14. And I pray this comes out clear. If it doesn't, I need you to go back and watch this stream. Yeah, it is. I know. I feel the same way. First Corinthians 14. It's kind of funny. First Corinthians 14. The, the Holy Ghost influencing us. Okay, how far do I go with that? Will he, will he influence how I vote, who I vote for, what, what I stand for, what I stand against? First Corinthians 14. Does everybody have it? I want you to see this. First Corinthians 14. So Paul has talked about spiritual gifts in, in 1 Corinthians 12. He's talked about love in 1 Corinthians 13. And it's like he, he, he wants to make sure that, that the point is not missed in 1 Corinthians 14. Let love be your highest goal. If you're going to be addicted to anything, be addicted to love. If you're going to be, if you're going to be intoxicated by anything, be intoxicated by love. If anything is going to affect how you walk and how you talk and what you say and, and how you treat folk. Let, let love be your, your drug of choice. But you should also desire, you should also desire, you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. Amen. You, you, should, you should aspire, shoot for, Strive to be so endowed by the Spirit of God. Paul is telling the whole church, the, all of the Corinthians, that I want, I, I really would love for all of y'all to have the gift of prophecy. Amen. 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 Uh, verse 2 For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will only be talking to God. Since, you, since people won't be able to understand you, you will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. But if all of y'all prophesy, You'll strengthen one another. You'll encourage one another. You'll comfort one another. Prophecy. I'm I'm drawn to 1 Corinthians 14 and what Paul says about prophecy because the the person who's who's speaking prophetically is speak. What comes out of their mouth comes from the heart of God. 
What comes out of their mouth comes from the heart of God. Are you with me? To speak with prophecy is not only telling somebody, God told me to tell you, you're going to be. That's not just prophecy. That's, that's an aspect of prophecy, but that's not all. God told me to tell you. And listen, the red flag goes up with me when anybody come to me and said, God told me to tell me you're going to be. And it's something broad. You're going to be blessed. He's going to bless you with. The word tells me that. Amen. Paul says to the Corinthians what, I'm in, what I am compelled to tell the Grovesonians aspire for the gift of prophecy and it's not just a random not just a random foretelling of something that's going to come to pass but it is also the foretelling of the will of God Paul says I want all of y'all to do that oh if only all of y'all when you open your mouth to talk about the issues of our day that we would say what God is saying that what comes out of our mouth is what is found in the heart of God I want to encourage all of us to live under the influence of the Holy Ghost to the point where whatever comes out, what comes out of our mouth has come from the heart of God. What comes out of our mouth concerning abortion comes from the heart of God. What comes out of our mouth concerning uh, what we should do about gun laws, what we should do about poverty, what we should do about, about women's rights, what, however you want to frame it, what comes out of our mouth has come from the heart of God. And if what comes out of my mouth, what comes out of your mouth concerning abortion, who can marry whom, who can love whom, is not coming directly from the mouth of God, maybe you and I need to watch our mouths. Amen. And when we talk about it, maybe we need to say, well, according to the little bit I understand about it, here's where I am today on that issue. Now, some stuff is explicit. Some stuff God comes right out and tell us, thou shalt not murder. God comes right out and tell us about homosexuals not entering the kingdom of God. He comes right out and tell us. But how we live that out, how we apply that, how far we go up, I, 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 need, more, I need more insight and clarity from the Holy Ghost. That's where, that's where I is. All of us, I want to encourage all of us to really feast on 1 Corinthians 14, 1. Let love be your highest goal, but you, shall, you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the gift to prophesy, that when you open your mouth, what comes out your mouth comes from the heart of God. Granted, he does say, thou shalt not, thou shalt not kill. But as I shared last week, there's, there's, some, there's some circumstances that may need further discussion and further understanding. But there's another thing I want us to examine regarding uh, what, what Paul shared with the Ephesians. Let's go back to Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5, where we're told to be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess or it will ruin your life, but to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I touched on this a moment ago. I really want to emphasize this and I'm done. The Holy Ghost is in the business of building up not only the individual, but the body. He's about community. He's about 
the church family. So it's not only, not only that he wants to infuse and influence you. He wants to influ, infuse and influence us. So when I read Ephesians 5.18, I, I also need to understand the word is saying, and don't be a church drunk with wine. Don't be a church drunk with, the, with worldliness. Don't be a church drunk intoxicated by carnality. Don't, don't be a drunk church. Drunk with mediocrity. I didn't expect it to be this quiet. Don't be a drunk church where you're so drunk with your excuses, you can't serve nowhere, nobody. Don't, don't be so drunk with your success and your money, you can't give towards what will make a difference in somebody else's life. Don't, don't be drunk. Don't be drunk, so drunk with your past, how things were back in the day where you can't make it a better day today. Don't be so drunk. Don't be so drunk with gossip and rumors that you ain't starting how God is changing lives through that same church you complain that you can't stand. Drunk. A drunk church. Church drunk with bitterness. A drunk church drunk with his own history. Drunk intoxicated with his own with, 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 what it, with, with his own bitterness. A, a drunk church drunk drunk with his own comfort. A drunk drunk church drunk intoxicated by his own ease. By his own by his own rebellion. Just a drunk. Paul said don't be a drunk church. Because God's spirit is about building up a church, a people, a community. What kind of community? Let me, let me show you in verse 19. Verse 19. Verse 19. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. A glad church. A happy church. <laughs> yeah. A, a, a joyful church. An excited church. You can hear it in their singing. How you can hear it when they open their mouths. You can you can hear it in their music. You can you can hear it in their conversations. They're drunk. They're intoxicated because the church is infused with and influenced by the Holy Ghost. Was good and and was holy and what builds and what edifies and and what propels and what's and, and it's a fire. It's a fire. It's a fire that the world can't give. It's a fire that the world can't put out. It's a fire that grief cannot extinguish. It's a fire that bitterness cannot extinguish. It's a fire. It's a fire. I just want to know, are there any fire starters in this house? Fire starters who's been through hell and high water. Fire starters who ain't got it all together. Fire starters who can testify, God's been good to me. There was a time when I was filled with some other stuff. There was a time when I was intoxicated with some other stuff. There was a time when I was intoxicated with my own self and my own pleasures, my own desires. But one day, glory to God, one day, hallelujah, one day, he got a hold of me. Hallelujah. And I didn't just join church. God filled me with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. And where we, we are to be, we are to be a church under the influence 
under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Even under that influence, we may not always, we may not always agree on different positions of pro-life, pro-choice, and who can marry whom and all of that. We may not always see eye to eye and everything. And we, as a congregation, we got certain positions that we've taken on things as we understand the word of God. Amen, amen, amen. But listen, when it comes to impacting people's lives, when it comes to sharing the gospel with little boys and little girls, when it comes to giving hope to families who have nowhere else to go, Hallelujah. Can we be drunk with hope? Can we can we be drunk with peace? Can we be a congregation drunk, drunk with love, faith, hope, and can we be drunk with wisdom? Intoxicated. Influences what we say, it influences how we say it, influences who we touch, influences how we walk. Oh, when love impacts how you walk, when faith impacts how you walk, when hope impacts how you walk. No, no matter what you've seen, no matter what the gas prices are, no matter what the food prices are, we need to give this community some hope. Yesterday there were some testimonies going forth giving people hope about how God healed of cancer and how God made bless people to get you know help people to he, he provided for folk. That's what people need to hear today. God provides. Keep your head up, single mama. God provides. Keep your I know you're struggling, but God, God is a provider. Under the influence, we need to be a church, a congregation, a family. Under the, inf under the influence of the Holy Ghost. Was holy, was divine, was eternal. What comes from the heart of God. Amen. Amen. So many people looking for hope, looking for direction, looking, looking for what's real. And can't find it. No one who lives anywhere near 809 South Davis Drive should conclude, I can't get no hope nowhere. I can't, I ain't going to make it. I, I'm, I'm stuck in these drugs. I'm stuck in this poverty. I'm stuck in this hate. I, I hate myself. I'm stuck and bound by my own hatred of my own. Nobody who lives anywhere near this church should feel that way. No little child growing up who, who's being molested by their by the mama boyfriend or molested by their uncle or, or bound by drugs by the time they're in 8th grade, ninth grade, dropping out the 10th, 11th grade. None, nobody around here should be living a dreamless life. With all the stories in this room, all the stories on stream of how far God has brought you. Come on, talk to me. How far God has brought us as a congregation. And we ain't got nothing to say to nobody around here. Oh, you're too busy spreading your little rumors. Too busy spreading your little gossip. Too busy talking about what, it, what, the, what Union Grove ain't doing and how what Union Grove used. Let me put this notice out. Anybody talking about what Union Grove ain't doing, they're blind as a bat. They don't know what's going on. They're not involved themselves. You watch your mouth. You're going to tell on yourself when you're talking about what Union Grove ain't doing. You're telling on yourself. We should be helping people. We should be doing it. We should be. We used to be. Oh, back in the day, we used to. Anybody talk like that in 2022? You're telling on yourself. You need to just ask them, where you been? Where you been? We need to be helping people. We used to help people. We need to be. Where you been? 
tell you what you ought to do. Bring them up here and, and, and look at that giving rate. Let's, let's go to the church real quick. Let's just stop by the church. Well, you want to talk to pastor? No, pastor ain't there. Pastor, pa- pastor in Dublin, we're going we're gonna to go talk to Tamara. I need to see your giving record. See if you've been given. I just want to see if you've been given. You got so much to say. Let's see if you've been given. You got the audacity to talk about what Union Grove ain't doing. I just need to see if you've been given. You ain't been given. You ain't been here. So I can see why that foolishness, that foolishness is coming out your sorry mouth. We need to be helping people. There was a time when we in church. I came from back in Timbuktu. We used to help people. We used to do. We used to. We we did. When I'm just believing. I want us to be under the influence of the Holy Ghost. We ain't going to see eye to eye on everything. But if we can see eye to eye on, if, if we can help somebody, if we can help a family, if we can help children. There was a young boy came, came to us yesterday, and a couple of y'all said, he looked familiar. He, looked familiar. he said, yeah, I used to come here years ago. I'm coming back. Come back. What time y'all? What time y'all? Oh, y'all what time I'm coming back? Yeah. Yeah. Under the influence, under the influence. God wants to build up a people under the influence. So how does it happen? How do, how does it happen? How how does it happen? How can I get under the influence of the Holy Ghost? Tell you what. I'll tell you the next time I preach. I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. Tell you next time. Yeah. Prayer can help you get it though. In Acts chapter 2, they prayed. They prayed. Prayer can help you get it. Prayer can, prayer can help you move away from a life of intoxication with what ruins your life, what ruins community, what ruins families, what ruins nations. Prayer. 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 I want to ask you to pray with me today. I'm, let's do it this way. This has been Dr. David Anthony Clark of the Union Grove Missionary Baptist Church of Warner Robins, Georgia. We thank you for listening. If you're ever in the Middle Georgia area, please worship with us. On the behalf of Dr. Clark and the Union Grove family, thank you for listening.